Welcome to the Prodigies Podcast, a forum for digging into the world of fitness, of health and wellness, of wholeness, specifically for teens and young adults. With special attention to the CrossFit athlete, we'll discuss all the things you want to know. Training, competition, nutrition, mental health, injuries, hormones, social media, family, relationships, and more. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Prodigies podcast. This is episode 13, uh, which I'm super excited to uh, to be able to say that. And I'm coming to you guys today live from Tempe, Arizona. Emily, it is 80s here. It's very nice. It's beautiful. Um, I'm at the Legends competition, uh, which is uh, a master's competition. The Legends are to the masters what we at the pit are to the teenagers. Uh, and what that is, is in 2024, the CrossFit Games. So uh, right now, though, the Legends are getting ready to have their, their annual competition and uh, there's a bunch of athletes they just started checking it's about three o'clock local time here in Arizona and the athletes just started checking in and uh, so I'm sitting here in the medical area so that's my role uh, this at this competition I'll be the medical uh, person kind of watching out for everybody's safety and we're going to do a lot with injury prevention and illness prevention so we don't have a lot to manage so I'm excited to talk to the athletes in a little bit but um, I wanted to get on here right away with you Emily because this past weekend was super exciting so for anyone who doesn't know my guest today is a super special I mean you're all they're all special but Emily I was really looking forward to talking to to her to you Uh, so this is Emily Avery she's a 19 year old CrossFit athlete she's an adaptive athlete and she recently I mean just a few days ago she took the podium position first place in her division at the wheelwad game so just a hearty congratulations emily thank you i think i see your placard your name placard behind you is that right oh, yeah yeah <laughs> and emily is perched at a triple river cross that you can see on her sweatshirt which is the affiliate at the Pit Fitness Ranch. So uh, she's one of our athletes. And I personally have known Emily for several years now. She's uh, good friends with my children, my teenage children. And uh, she's been a blessing. In fact, Emily, I think we traveled together, didn't we, for a CrossFit yeah, competition? Yeah, 615, yeah. That's right. We had a, a car full of kids that we took to Nashville that year. It's kind of, it was really fun. But um, yeah, so Emily, why don't we just start digging right in? Um, why don't we just start with, first of all, if there's anything else about yourself that you'd like to tell anyone who's listening, uh, your age, uh, just anything about you biographically. But then let's talk about Wheelwad Games and what happened this past weekend. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm a CrossFit athlete, but I'm a kid, and, like, I don't know, I've always tried to put that, like, at the forefront of my mind. I'm a student. Like, my dad, when he would not want, he's always put, like, education first, so um, I go to a community college just, like, 30 minutes from the pit, um, and, yeah, I like, I love CrossFit, uh, and I think it grounds me, but I uh, like to have, like, multiple aspects of myself I love to travel and like I said I'm a student and so yeah but uh and then you said the the wheel wad yeah let's just dig right in so you if if, if people 
may not know that when I talked to you, you were sort of like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go and see what happens. And I thought to myself, I probably even said to you, girl, like, you're going to win that. (laughs) You have that capacity. You know, it's I think any of us at the gym see that in you for sure. So tell us a little bit about how you decided to uh, enter this competition and, you know, because you did the qualifiers, right? And then um, how you went from entering it and maybe being like, I'll see how I do to being at the top of the podium. Um, well, so last year I also qualified to go to the wheel wide games, but like for other circumstances, I couldn't make it. So then this upcoming the next year. So the, for this year that I just went, um, I was like, okay, I want to go um, because it's just like, it's a competition unlike any other, like I'm sure that, um, uh, athletes who come to the pit can understand and athletes who go to the legends can understand that like just being with your community um, specifically like a teenager or someone who has a disability or someone who's in that master's uh, bracket like it's just like so empowering to be with so many people who are just like you um, so that was like my big pull to to want to go there and um, like I just I mean, pretty much like I follow Brock's programming and I train with my friends and I go to class and I train with, you know, my friends in the classes and they just like push me. And um, yeah, I bet CrossFit for sure um, took kind of a back burner uh, my life as of recently, just with getting so busy and traveling back and forth to Kalamazoo from my house, like took up a lot of time um, and like organic chemistry was just kicking my butt. So I like, I for sure was putting more time into my school than, uh, than CrossFit. And so that's kind of why I was taking the whole, let's just see how things go. Um, obviously I was going to try my best, but I wasn't going to expect, um, that, uh, and I just should have been, I guess, more confident in my like ability because I have been training hard. I mean, our, our, just our classes here are pretty rigorous, um, so yeah, I, I'm just super stoked and like honored that I was able to take that top spot and like everybody there was just so kind and like hardworking. So yeah, I love, uh, so Emily's, uh, you're 19. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, when Emily said she does Brock's program she's talking about Brock Yost, he's the executive director of the pit team throwdown as well as the head coach and affiliate owner at Triple River CrossFit. And he does a lot with the strength and conditioning for the youth in our in Southwest Michigan. So uh, of course we all were, in fact, you're sitting at Brock's desk right now, I think. Yes. <laughs> yep. Which is, which is, yeah. So that's awesome, Emily. I mean, it was really fun to watch you on the leaderboard kind of come up the, go up the ranks and you know do those workouts so i do want to get into some of that in a little bit um i might even pull up the leaderboard or pull up instagram but let's talk just a minute about your division so you are an adaptive athlete and i don't know if people can tell that emily has is one point of contact on the top and uh you weren't always an adaptive athlete uh so talk to us a little bit about how you became an adaptive athlete and what um maybe some of the differences that there are when you are uh, two armed. And I, if I use anything that's like politically incorrect, please just tell me. Um, I don't like using the word able or disabled because I'm like, not dis- you're complete, you're able, you know, right. you are able-bodied. So um, 
that's why I'm really cautious with those words. But talk a little bit about that as far as like sports growing up until, I mean, I just happened to know the story until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then your physical body changed. Uh, can you, What can you talk about that? Um, so, yeah, you're right. I, so two years ago, I was in a car accident and um, my truck hit an embankment and then it flipped. And so my window was down and my arm was like severed as my truck was rolling. And um, so like, that's how I lost my arm. But like before that, I started CrossFit in just after COVID. Um, Brock, actually, I was um, Brock Yost. So I was in his, he was um, coaching the high school, like uh, cross training class. And he was like, dude, Emily, like you got to come to the pit, like you would love it. And I'm like 16. I think I was even 15. I couldn't drive, didn't have a job. And I'm like, yeah, okay, like, all right, like, thanks, but like, um, how am I gonna do that? I don't have, I can't drive. And then I was doing kids CrossFit with Autumn at the parks and stuff, and we were just doing CrossFit with the local kids in the area. And he comes up to me, he's like, Emily, dude, like, seriously, like, please come out to the pit. And then I was like, I, I don't know. And so then he actually gave me the opportunity to to clean the gym, um, like once a week in exchange for a membership. And I just, I absolutely fell in love. I went to every class I could. I skills clinics on the weekend, community wads. Um, I was training and this was when I had two arms. Right. And I wanted to be in the military. So I was like, you know, really training. That's what I had in mind. And I wanted to be like very physically able, um, to like get through like the hard parts and of like basic and things like that. And so then the following year, um, when I lost my arm, like, honestly, my first thought was like just getting back in the gym. Um, I didn't realize that like my goals had kind of shifted from, oh, I'm, I'm working out because like this is the kind of profession that I want to have and I just like it versus it becoming kind of coming like like therapy to me and like really just having like this amazing safe space with this like awesome community that just like lifts you up. And like, I don't think even like during times where I'd be like sad, like I'd come into the gym and I just was like always smiling. I was just like, like just the people here just like lift you up so much. And like I said, it just really kind of became like therapy for me. And I just kind of kept going and just like, let it like my love for CrossFit is like authentic and genuine. Like it's not, I'm not really doing it for anything. I'm really just seeing it where it takes me. And um, yeah, I'm just like truly like just blessed by this community and just by these opportunities that I've been given. Um, so yeah, like, I guess like, I don't remember the second part of your question, but um, yeah. No, that's real. That's so insightful. I knew you would have just so much to say. That's so great. And, you know, Emily, I remember uh, obviously your accident and I just remember that you were, you know, weak for a while as far as, um, you know, you'd lost some blood. And so you're mm-hmm. having to kind of recover from that. And, you know, I, you probably have heard this a lot, but you know how you said that it was kind of therapeutic for you. I can guarantee you, because I was one of those people, I worked out with you several times, that you um, were also therapeutic for others. Just seeing your, like, your demeanor and your, like, one thing that I really admire about you is that you come and you're not, I don't want to say it, you know, like, some people are sort of, like, cocky, like, I'm going to crush this, you know, I'm going to fight back and all of that. And you don't quite have that. And yet you've got this, like, quiet, like solid grit. 
that you're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. You know, and before we knew it, you were skiing with one arm, you were rowing with one arm, you got the straps, and then you deadlifting with one arm. And you were just kind of quietly coming back, if you will, and coming into this new space. And I think everyone, I mean, I can't speak for everyone at the gym, but I'm positive that most people found it as therapeutic for them to sort of um, see that, that we are a community that literally every single one of us can be healthy regardless of circumstances, you know? So I hope you, I hope you hear that and that you really feel it, that people, people really uh, have watched your journey, your, you know, your prog, I don't know what word to use, but have watched you and are also blessed by it. So, well, thank you so much. That really means a lot. Yeah. It's always fun. And you still crush me at the workout. So anyway, I mean, you're just amazingly strong. Um, we'll talk a little bit. Do you played, what sports did you play um, maybe uh, bef before the accident, before the Oh man, I think I did like pretty a lot of everything. Like growing up, I played soccer, basketball. Um, I ran cross country and track and field. Um, I did powerlifting, but I did that after I lost my arm as well. Um, I even did like wrestling for a little bit after I lost my arm. But my <laughs> my prosthetist told me that if I fell on like my nub the wrong way, that my bone could go through my skin because it was so new. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, like I won't do it. But yeah, so like, I really, um, I just like fall in love with like the training and like the, the routine. And like, I just really like, I don't know, I like a good challenge. Um, and like other sports gave, like gave that to me, but I think CrossFit is just kind of where I found that home in. Um, I like, I remember when I was uh, like in eighth grade, like I would go downstairs into my basement and like at five in the morning, like, you know, I just, I don't know. I was just a weird kid and I would go and work out. And um, actually one of the other members here was one, my Spanish teacher and she'd give me like CrossFit workouts. And that's kind of how I like originally started, I guess. But um, yeah, like that, I, I don't know. I've always been pretty active and I just kind of found a home in CrossFit. So Super lucky for that. Yeah, it's really great. I love that because um, obviously this is called Prodigies Podcast, and we named it that way specifically. You know, um, Brock has uh, kind of a programming, if you will, that he he calls Prodigies, and we love this word because it just means that you know that this is a uh, Prodigies is a place where all all kids really can be and sort of like come up into into who you know, the, the gifts and strengths and skills that they have to, to grow and develop. And CrossFit is uh, just one, in my opinion, a really great way to do that. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit uh, about some of the things that are unique. So uh, to being um, adaptive in the way that you have to adapt, like uh, both in life and then certainly as trained in training, you know, I mean, I think you and I talked about this, which I always appreciate your openness because uh, I was like, wow, you just don't think of things, do you? Like tying your shoe. Like I've watched you like do things with one arm that I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I wouldn't have thought of that. So can you think back of your experience the past two years, some things that you were like, whoa, I had no idea or that you've had to kind of relearn uh, both just in life, but in uh, certainly in in training. Um, yeah, so I guess first, like the so the division when you say like upper one point of contact. Um, so there's two different divisions for 
for upper and I'm assuming that, you know, most people, when you say upper, it's some type of um, disability or amputation in their upper limbs. And so for me, I'm one point of contact because I'm not using any, like, so some people, if they have an amputation below the elbow or if they have um, like some type of atrophy or uh, herbs palsy that they can still utilize their other limb, but it's just not quite as strong would be two points. But for me, I'm, I'm hanging from the rig with one, I'm lifting with one. Um, and like that also has another aspect of like your fatigue. Um, I remember when I, when I first lost my arm, I'd be in here there was one workout. Oh, he's, oh <laughs> yeah. One workout specifically um, where it was like ring rows and like uh, I think farmer's carries. And I went home and like, even just like, uh, like shaving your armpits. And I went like, you know, I have to shave my armpit like this on the side. And like, I went like this and my, my whole forearm was like cramping. So like, there's also that like aspect of being one point of contact is such like a heavy uh, stress and strain on that one side. And same thing with, um, you know, individuals who have one point of contact for lower impairment. Um, so it's definitely a super interesting uh, world. And just even like me, myself being an adaptive athlete, but then going and seeing all these other athletes uh, at a competition like Wheelwad, which is very eye-opening um, uh, for how everybody kind of adapts in their own way. Uh, but as far as like things in my day-to-day -day life. Uh, one of, honestly, especially with the colder weather is zipping up jackets. Um, I have figured it out, but like sometimes like, you know, just the little things like that, you don't necessarily think about. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, like putting uh, toothpaste on my toothbrush. I, I squirt the toothpaste into my mouth and then so that my toothbrush doesn't roll all over the place, but uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, Emily, we, I just had probably about 30 seconds of uh, just kind of dead space with me prattling oh. on in case anyone could hear. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I thought that you were just maybe frozen. Are we all good? I think we're good now. So you were talking about the, um, the difference that, you know, just like you said, the one particular lets a strain on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, you know, um, yeah, I just like fatigues fast and to have the endurance of anyone, like any athlete who is using one side specifically, you have to build that endurance um, on that one, on that one limb to avoid injury. Me okay? Oh, wait. Sorry, I just said I was removed from the stream. Oh, my goodness. You guys, it's me. It's me. I was trying to take down. <laughs> no, I'm so I think I'm on the, so I'm on the Arizona State University, like, internet, and so, yeah, I just to, yeah sorry about that, here oh, no, we are, fine. we're here, we're good, I feel like every single episode I have some kind of little glitch, but, yeah, um, well, let's talk about some of the movements that, um, that we can think of, so, like, oh, I think the one that really was, like, whoa, was the very last workout at Wheelwad, when you were doing those one-armed push-ups, and oh, I was like, holy cow, one-arm push-ups are hard. And uh, we did, so you had us, we had an event recently at the pit called Yes, You Can. And Emily came and um, she had us do one-arm burpees, which you wouldn't think would be that difficult. But I was like, holy cannoli, heaving my body up on one arm was was difficult. What's the, I mean, what is, what is the hard, I don't know how to ask that question, but like, 
why is it so hard? Those one arm push-ups. I could see that your some of your competitors, they were not able to do them, but you did most of them. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, I didn't even know I could do one arm push-ups before that event. I I think I did one during the warm-up and then I was like, oh, I can do one. So like I and I did one and I was like, I don't wanna like uh I don't fatigue myself anymore. And then yeah, but um I don't know, it's just uh there's a lot of different things i guess i didn't realize um with the one-armed burpees uh when i was first doing them i was doing a wadapalooza qualifier and my um so like anytime that you're using like your right hands your like left obliques your left side of your abdomen your left low back is stabilizing so like if you're carrying in groceries with your left arm like i said same thing the right obliques the right low back is engaged to stabilize your your core and your midline and stuff like that and so doing those burpees kind of cranks you up on a, at an angle and my low back was just like blowing up like it's taken me some time to to really just like um feel things out and then to you know, pivot or to pull back or um to just like keep pushing through it because sometimes it's just kind of what you have to do um if you know safely of course <laughs> but um yeah it, it it is just it's just one of those things that you learn like it's like for me it's just normal now and i i assume like when someone would first start crossfit and they do burpees like i'm sure that they're probably like why are these burpees burpees kind of have a bad rap like burpees are horrible burpees are so hard and i think that's just like across the board whether you're adaptive or not so for me it's just it's just normal it's just like my my life and yeah it took some time but you know, now well, just... and you, you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you, I can't remember if you said that a physical therapist, but someone that talked about your prosthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, well, so kind of two questions along those lines. One is, uh, do you have people who are, who specialize, who are kind of guide you through, um, maybe physical therapy for lack of a better term or certain movements that you can do to kind of, um, do what, maybe not do what that other arm would do, but you know, to help. Do you, do you seek specialized care or the people that focus on that kind of thing? Um, actually, since my accident, I've never had any occupational or physical therapy. I've never actually had any of that, which I know you're supposed to, but like, like, I think just like a ball was dropped at some point, um, with like my medical care and, and just all of that. So, um, yeah, I do have a prosthetist and I have a prosthetic I don't really use too often, but um, as far as everything else, I've really just learned in the gym or YouTube videos or just myself. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think you're just revealing. I think what we, it's, it's all of us in CrossFit go, it goes without saying. I was the same way after a knee surgery, after an Achilles heel surgery. We all just use CrossFit as our physical therapy. And uh, I mean, just shout out to all the physical therapists out there. We know you, you're important, but, but a lot of times we find that as we're just moving our body in smart ways, you know, and say, like you said, safe ways. I'm glad that you said that, that, um, you know, and your strength, you're constantly getting stronger Then you're just, you, you're going to by default kind of fix some of those areas. So that's good to hear. And yeah, well, and you mentioned, um, a prosthetic, like it don't like it i don't think i've ever seen you have it but no not a not a fan it's just it's um i mean it's heavy and it's awkward and i i'm i'm open to to trying it out but i mean when you're busy 
uh, and I know it's like kind of excuse, but when you're busy that like, it's, it's hard to like have to relearn like this new piece of technology. And then if it's, if it has issues and that's not all to steer anybody away from, to trying one out or to uh, getting a prosthetic, but just like for me and my, my life, it just, I haven't found the, the time or the want as of recently to really like dive into that more, but not that I would be opposed to it. It's just part of my life right now. Yeah, what um, sort of along those lines or talking about prosthesis or whatever, um, I know you sometimes can use like something additional like a strap, let's say for deadlift, um, but then sometimes you don't. And how do you I don't really have, like, how do you feel about maybe like the programming or things like that? I mean, Wheelwad like specializes in that. That's what they do. Um, you know, did you, do you feel like it's pretty accurate? Like it really captures, you know, what you can and can't do? Do you mean like when I use like a deadlift strap, like how I, how it feels now versus like maybe when I had two arms and I deadlifted? Yeah. Or if the programming, let's say Wheelwad says, okay, so for your division, you may use a strap, you know, um, and then, but then I noticed they programmed rope lines mm-hmm. and, you know, like, or somebody programmed rope lines. I guess what I'm saying is, is that one arm extremity division, um, does it seem to kind of get it right of what you're able to do and not able to do? Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, Wheelwad has a whole team of people who are uh, they're constantly working with and um, getting feedback from uh, like Victor. Uh, if anybody had watched the the upper one point, he's the animal in lane 10 and he was doing rope climbs. And I like I, I know that he has like worked with them before and they've had people like Logan Aldridge, who's now a Peloton instructor. Like they've definitely they have people that they will kind of converse with possibly or look to um and just kind of gain information i mean i'm assuming i i don't i actually have like for sure knowledge but i would assume that like a lot of people they like um you know the head the heads of a real wad uh wheelchair users um you know people who really um and and neuromuscular like they so i think that they all are pretty knowledgeable um and really take their time if they're not to um, or if they don't know exactly what they really take their time to uh, look to other people who are knowledgeable or look to other people who okay, I'll be have that specific um, disability. So, yeah, yeah. I th- thought it was so nicely programmed and it's a, a total specialty. Just what you just yeah. said, each, each division really is special. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So then I'm assuming then you're happy that the wheel wheelbot is now the CrossFit Games yes. for the adaptive. Does you feel like that is a, a you know, a, re, a good decision, a good move on CrossFit's part? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of knowledge one way or the other, but I do think that um, having the humility to be able to give something that they kind of fostered and be able to, like, have the humility to be able to kind of pass that on to somebody else and say, hey, like we, we you know, we started this or we have this. Um, well, I mean, Wilwad really was what started the adaptive division, but like here we brought this to the games, but we know that you have more knowledge on this topic and we would like you to kind of fo- keep fostering that. I think that's like a huge, um, that's like, like I said, very humble 
on CrossFit's part. And also just if we're going to grow the division, you want the people who are going to be very knowledgeable in that subject. Um, just, just like here at the pit with the teenagers and stuff. I know you guys have diligently been working um, and like really just understanding the teens and what they want and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think that it's, um, I think it was a good decision and I'm happy. So yeah, I love that perspective. Cause you know, we obviously, since then the news went out a couple months ago, we, you know, we've heard different things from different people. Most people are, are happy about it, but I love that exact perspective. And, uh, I shared the, the same thing. I said, it's, it's like, if you were, uh, if your doctor referred you to a specialist, you wouldn't feel offended by that. You'd be really grateful that the doctor, you know, said, of course, I'm still your doctor, but, uh, I'm going to send you to the person who does that all the time. So it, it kind of makes sense. And that's yeah. uh, really, how was it? Um, I know, well, I know you've competed before, but how was it on competition? Cause you had, I feel like you had like four pretty grueling days. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we did. Yeah. What's that look, look like for you as an athlete, as far as rest, recovery, nutrition, uh, how do you go into it? Um, get your mindset in the right place. How was the vibe with your fellow competitors? Uh, how was the competition? Um, I think that, I mean, I am, I'm, I was so happy to come this year. I was like, almost like, it's like, dang, I really wish I went last year too. Cause it was such a, a wonderful experience. Um, just like everybody there was so like eager to help you. Uh, actually the, the second workout. So it, the second workout of the first day was like snatches and um, I ripped, and I think rowing too, or I don't, I don't remember, but um, I ripped my hand on the first day of the second workout. So I was like, dang. And I like went over and like these people I didn't even know, just like fellow competitors in the athlete area um, were like, oh my gosh, you ripped your hand. And like, they were like running to go get stuff from their bags and like trying to like help me tape it up and give me ideas. So it's just like really, um, just like, that's like a perfect example. It's, like just everybody there. And like, there are so many times where like competitors would, they would finish their workout and they would turn around and they would keep, you know, um, cheering on the other athletes who were continuing the workout or still hadn't finished yet. And um, so all in all, like just everybody there was so kind, so helpful. Um, a normal day for me, like it was not, it, was, it wasn't too early actually. I, I think the earliest I had to get up was 6.30. So I was really appreciative of that. Um, but yeah, I just, I ate as much as I could. We actually had some really good food there. Um, some, some good lunches that we could buy through there. So I bought some of those and, um, just ate whenever I could and stayed hydrated. Um, they had a wonderful recovery tent with like professional massage therapists and I was able to get cupped and massaged and get in a nice bath and, um, use some like compression boots. And just like anytime I wasn't competing, I was just like, okay, like, time to eat, time to, time to do some recovery. Um, but I also think like I am, I mean, I don't want to say this for sure, but I think I'm the youngest competitor possibly. I don't want to like say that as like a state, like a fact, but from what I have met, um, but I think that also helps me <laughs> being, being young. So yeah, I think, I think you just read my mind because that's where I was going to go next was kind of just to talk about the fact that I'm pretty sure you are the youngest. Uh, are there many other teens in general or teens or young adults um, that you've communicated with that are in uh, adaptive athletes? Um, as far as like, 
I mean, I'm 19, so I really only have like six months left being a teenager, but no, I have not met anybody. I mean, I think mid twenties, but like if there is anybody under 25 and is an adaptive athlete, please reach out to me. I'd love to be friends with you. Um, but yeah, it, and which is great for me because like just the experience that they have in life and in training, like I'm able to absorb and learn so much from all, from everybody there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I'm, uh, I was going to kind of talk about that a little bit. The fact that you are young, I mean, you're young and yet I actually texted your mom. I was like, is Emily 20 yet? Or is she still 19? She said, I think it's late spring, right? That you'll yeah. turn 20. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone who, uh, Emily is the same, was in the same grade as my son, Ezra. So he's a little bit older than you, but he's, uh, he, he just turned 20 as well. So I keep track of all you guys, but um, you're, you know, how would you, I'd like you to speak to this since this is Prodigy's podcast and our goal here is to talk about youth, health and fitness. Talk a little bit about how CrossFit, what, what's CrossFit done for you? I mean, as a youngster, so like, uh, you know, it, people always talk about how rough the teenage years are and they can be, but they don't have to be. But regardless of that, they are full of growth and development and a lot of ups and downs emotionally and hormonally and things like that. How has CrossFit really sort of, uh, I don't know, what, what effect has it had on you as you've navigated those, those teen years? Cause like you said, you were not even driving yet when you, when you started, what's it, what's it been like for you the past few years in CrossFit? Um, well, I think first and foremost, um, we talk about the community and I think that's like still huge. I know a lot of CrossFit gyms, unfortunately don't have a huge teen space. Um, but fortunately for, for me, it does, um, including both your kids, Ellie and Azariah and, um, um, well, and Elijah too now <laughs> and, um, Blake and just an Ali Brock's kids and Brady, like all of, to be able to come to the gym after school with all of them uh, and just like riding in the car with me, Blake, Andrea and Ali and Brady, and we're all driving to the pit after school. Like it really gave you a group of friends um, that you could like really connect with because I mean, I think all out through life, like we want people, we want to surround ourselves with people who have the same goals and ideologies and values as we do. And, um, just coming to a CrossFit gym, a lot of people kind of just naturally have those same like things in line with you. And, um, so I think that was huge to be able to be in a space where, um, other people are either pouring into you if they're you know older than you, um, or they're just like being your friends, um, is really help you as a person. Um, and then just like, the things that come with being physically challenged every single day just really grows you to um, not only like combat stress, um, to help with anxiety, to help with depression, to um, really just like learn things about yourself, how to push through when things were tough. And I think um, that's like a very like common theme in, in all like, uh, like activities. So like a lot of people talk about like endurance athletes and like how that's a big theme and CrossFit is very endurance based. Um, so yeah, I think just overall, I think that for me though, community is the most important. I think that's the thing that shaped me the most, but it really was like my safe haven and still is um, throughout throughout my life thus far since uh, uh, starting CrossFit. So 
Yeah, that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because that's really, I mean, you know, Brock me pretty well. And that's, that's really our mission. That's our whole mission is, is to somehow, you know, just give people, give kids a great place to develop and grow and play and, have, yes. you know, and fail and get back up and all the things. And but like you said, I like how you noted that, you know, a safe place to do that where people people have your back well let's uh let's kind of wrap up by talking about what your what you kind of see your future looking like uh both in crossfit and in life you started out by saying hey look i'm more than just an athlete i have all these other things so what all of you uh where are you headed in life and then and then i think everyone does want to know though where are you headed in crossfit because girl i mean i really think you'd be at the games for sure i mean you've kind of proven yourself as as that caliber of an athlete but how are you feeling about that what's uh what's next um well i'm gonna still keep working hard so uh as far as um first like as far uh as being a student i'm like at kbcc right now a uh, community college and um I'm working on my uh, biology degree, and so that's either I either want to be a high school biology teacher or a genetic counselor. I mean, things are still subject to change, but that's what I'm feeling right now. Um, and then super into camping, so I'm hoping that this year I can get on like a pretty serious backpacking trip with actually somebody from the gym here. Um, but then, yeah, like CrossFit, I, I really love it, and I'm very, very excited about where it's going. And um, I still don't know everything. I don't, I don't uh, know exactly what everything entails, but I'm really, I am like ready for the ride and I would love to see myself at the games. Um, and I am pretty confident that I'm going to put in the work and I will be at the games. Um, but yeah, just like all the kinks and like the minor details I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm excited to see where my life takes me, but CrossFit is definitely still going to be a huge part of that. Um, I think the, this weekend at Wheelwad and just like the joy that I feel um, when I'm competing and stuff like that and just being with like other people um, and just working hard and, and the teamwork that comes with it, even when you are competing against them. Um, I think that really kind of like showed me like this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And uh, so I'm Definitely, it's not necessarily maybe going to be a back burner anymore, but uh, back burner subject, I mean, anymore. But yeah, I'm super excited for my future in CrossFit. As am I, and I know the rest of your fellows at the pit are too. So, uh, and if we haven't already said it, Emily, just a huge congratulations to you. You've uh, really, I mean, obviously your performance this past weekend was amazing, but just over the past two years, just continuing to show up, continuing to push through whatever you have to push through like the rest of us and, uh, and continue to be part of the community. Is it still part of Brock's programming that you work out with the community at least once a week or you do like the community workout? Yeah, I, yeah, I would. Uh, I usually go to the 5 p.m. class. So um, right now the 5 p.m. class is going on. But yeah, like I because he, he programs all the uh, the class workouts as well. So. Yeah, I always love that about his programming, that it wasn't just elite athletes kind of off in a corner doing their own thing that he literally put in there very deliberately. You know, you must I, I want to say once he said 
work out with a, someone you haven't worked out with before. She's the partner that you haven't chosen. So really um, ingraining all of the community together. So, well, Emily, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been really a pleasure talking to you, and I know we'll keep following back up. Um, any final words? Uh, if you And I, I think I ask every guest this, particularly uh, the young people. Um, what advice would you give maybe a young athlete, um, you know, now from sitting where you're perched now to get to that 14 year old, that's just coming into competitive cross it we'll say. And, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, well, first of all, uh, CrossFit, um, I think that is really important to be a kid, go, go to those football games, eat the pizza, uh, go to the school dances, make a bunch of friends. Um, for me, it just worked out that my friends were at the gym, and so I was at the gym all the time. But uh, like that, just personally for me, I think it's that who you are as a person and the relationships that you create and the way you make people feel is so much more important than any medal I'm going to win or any title that I could possibly obtain. Um, so just to keep that in mind and that, like, do CrossFit because you love it. Don't do it because you feel anxious or because you feel like it's something you have to do. Um, and that, I mean, I think that goes for anything. If you have a, if it's something that you're passionate about, you'll get there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just like if you're passionate about it, do it. But yeah, you'll get there. Perfect. I'm sure you've been told this a time or two. I know you're a firstborn and uh, you're a little bit wise beyond your years, <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate that. That's perfect advice. And I think on those notes, we'll just call it an afternoon. And uh, I know I'm going to go out and hang out with the athletes here and I'm sure you're getting after it in whatever way you are. And uh, we'll have you back again, Emily, because I know uh, we'll be seeing more of you. So thank you so much for being with us. <laughs> I've been coming up hot for a minute. Everybody know the drop when I'm in it. I, 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 I drop the